Hi and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. This is our annual trip to InfoSec where we get to talk to the best, most influential people in the cybersecurity industry. Sit back and enjoy the next few weeks of our brilliant coverage from this fantastic event. Hi and welcome to uh, Arrow Bandwidth. And uh, first off, what's your name and where'd you come from? So, uh, Gabe Lewis, I'm with uh, Ixia Solutions Group. Fantastic. And I'm responsible for all the channels and alliances here in EMEA. Brilliant, mm. brilliant. So, I'm going to be really arrogant, really ignorant. Whoa, arrogant. Well, arrogant. arrogant. I am going to be ignorant to start with <laughs> because I think a lot of our partners maybe don't understand exactly what Ixia does. Um, so, give us the overview. What is Ixia? Sure. Apologies. No worries. So Ixia provides complete security into the applications and your network and helps harden that infrastructure uh, in the network as well, whether that's private, cloud, or uh, public. So we have a long history starting with TEFT. So Ixia was founded as a test organization, but over the course of acquisitions through many years, acquired uh, many different pieces of IP and technology, particularly to go into the enterprise a bit more. So we acquired uh, one of the leading security test companies with Breaking Point, and then got into this whole thing around visibility, which was um, several years ago. So bought a company called Anui Systems and then NetOptics. And through that and its own investment in IP has become quite an uh, end-to-end solution provider for the enterprises and service providers. Wow. So when you say um, hardening and things, give us an example of sort of, you know, Break it down to some of the actual things that things that you do, and sure, I think the big thing that we're doing now is focusing on security resilience because that seems to be obviously a hot topic. Is and obviously with the vendors that Arrow carries aligns quite well with our solutions. So there's multiple ways to look at that. Um, one of them being is you've got some great kit in the Arrow portfolio, but how do you ensure that it's deployed properly? Ah, so it's <coughs> so so I was just about to ask. What is security resilience? But what you're referring to is essentially that making sure everything's configured correctly, up to date, patched, making sure that essentially your security stuff is securing, is, is, is fundamentally configured correctly across the estate. So taking that test principle and applying it to yeah. the so security strategy that an enterprise has, yeah? yeah? Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the leading things that we do very differently than probably other, yeah. I'd say, companies in our in our domain. So because we're pretty vendor agnostic, so one of the things around ensuring that things are configured per- correctly is with our breaking point solution that we have, whether that's through our partners doing it as a, a standalone kit or as a test as a service, you can go in and ensure that, okay, the firewall update, did that work properly? Did the patch release actually prevent mm-hmm. um, breaches or did it cause additional problems? Did it slow down the application flow? And so we actually have a, a, an AT, we call it an ATI organization, so an application threat intelligence uh, team, okay. so uh, based here in EMEA actually as well and globally. So we update um, that product on a weekly basis. So we can simulate not only the traffic, but the users and insert DDoS attack as well. So if you want to take the network and say, okay, we've got 10,000 folks on Facebook and all of a sudden we're going to start inserting the latest uh, strike packs, we'll see how that firewall really reacts to that uh, that type of traffic profile. Okay. So, Obviously, yeah, we we expect to hear from from vendors like yourselves, certainly in this cybersecurity space, about you know maintaining and keeping up to date with latest threats. Mm-hmm. But but so often you see businesses, especially, and not just in the SME space, right. but 
install, configure, walk away. Yep. Whether it be security, whether it be the, the, the business applications that they're deploying. Yeah, I, 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 and let's be fair, you know, it's there's no blame attached to that. It's just human nature, sure. right? Yeah. So with with the products and suites and the sol solutions that you've got in, in the Ixia stack, is, is there a way that, and this isn't a leading question, I, I genuinely don't know mm -hmm. the answer to this. Is, is there a way that you you maintain that level of test throughout the deployment of whatever that cybersecurity strategy that a client sure. has? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so one of the things that's great about um, what we do is because that test background, so if you look at that's the vendors, you, I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, so if you look at, uh, I'll be very honest, if you look at the large NEMs, so all of the major security vendors that you have in your portfolio actually use us in their labs before they deploy products. Oh. So that's one of the things that they do. Yeah. Um, and then we take that and with the global honeypots and things that we have and with the, with the threat intelligence team, we then kind of make sure that on a weekly basis that's being updated. Right. So, because the thing is from a lab perspective from, let's say, okay, I'll take an example. Let's say uh, Palo Alto is going to use our kit to test in their lab before they release a product. Well, that's yeah. a one-time a one thing. What that doesn't really reflect is the customer's traffic profile. Yeah. And so what we can do is we can go in and configure the test to say, okay, this is actually shaped to your customer's network, which... That's fantastic. So yeah. you're not, I mean, so you're not just doing a load test where you just generate some no. real synthetic data and just it's load just, up and check the bandwidth. It's not fire and forget. No, yeah. this is proper sort of, you're taking the latest nastiness on the net from your, from your various you know, collection methodologies exactly. and, and giving that to your customers to be able to really properly security benchmark, as you say, provide proper security resilience, yep. which is, uh, you know, it's ridiculous to, to think about it because, or, or to think that it, it's, because it makes perfect sense. When you think we, we make sure that our infrastructure is resilient, we make sure our storage systems are right. resilient. Why would we not do it with our security? I mean, I suppose it's more difficult with security, but then that's why you bring in specialist companies like Ixia. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't come from a cybersecurity background, but I do come from a background of working with application developers and ISVs. Right. And, you know, I, I, can, I can certainly see how some organizations would go, well, you know what? I, I'm buying the latest and greatest from whichever vendor. So I kind of expect it... To do what it says it does. To do yeah. what it yeah. says it does. It'll be performance tested, it will be tested in any numerous manner in a lab before I install it. That's mm -hmm. kind of what I'm paying for. But yeah, when, when you come from when you come from a different background, when you come from an application background, testing's always an ongoing level of iteration. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next step, next step, V next plus one, V next plus two, V next plus three. Right. And uh, and actually the threats that you face in the wild versus the threats that you test for in a a lab environment, there's always going to be a gap. That's there's correct. always going to be somebody looking to exploit yeah. the next loophole and vulnerability. And you know, if if your enterprise is as important to you from an integrity perspective as it should be, right. then why would you not deploy a similar approach that you take from, say, that application level? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think it's pretty important. And, and one of the things that's really interesting, and I can, we take this conversation further, is that looking at the application layer now or how you go to deploy this. So 
one of the things that's quite interesting is we said, okay, this threat intelligence is quite interesting IP that we had from our test products. Yeah. Now how do we move that into our visibility suite, into the production network? So now we can take that ATI engine, which we call AppStack, but we put that into our products to say, you know what, actually with all the compliance things are going on, I want to be able to kind of look and, and sort and filter based on these mm. applications that are yeah. and what's going on. So we're kind of taking that IP from that security test perspective, yeah. and now, I think as you were discussing earlier, is go, okay, now we're ensuring you're deploying the right product, or we know it's, it's, it's going to do what it says it does, but now how do we harden that infrastructure and make it resilient from a yeah. networking level? Yeah. So, you know, at what point do you guys get involved? Are you there around being able to fundamentally understand what products people need in the first place? So you can almost be a, a pre-sales tool to be able to help partners go in and, and really sort of understand the, the security landscape that are, because, you know, I think the way that we've grown up our infrastructures today, we've built snowflakes, right. quote unquote. Um, so, and, and, and I think one of the biggest problems I find in, in our industry full stop is that there is no certified architecture for securing stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it's very um, dependent upon the partners you partner with, the skill sets they have, the types of technology those particular people like to use even, right. you know, and actually, but it, that's not good enough mm -hmm. because it brings a huge amount of inconsistency. It, it opens up a huge amount of security risk. You know, consistency is key and being able to have a properly proven and an, an, an auditable architecture mm. is so critical. So, I mean, yeah. that's where you guys yeah. start, I'm guessing, and then you, and you continue on from there. Yeah, exactly. I think we can start with, you know, if you're assessing, you know, does the piece of tin actually do what it says on the data sheet? Okay. Yeah. Yes or no, or what's the, then you go, okay, great, now you've made a decision on a security vendor. And now, it also, you're putting it into the network with loads of other ones. So, I mean, what does the average enterprise have, what, 32 security vendors? So, how do you make that kind of all work together? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so not three or two, that's <laughs> 32. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So, that's very, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. And, and then you've got security teams dealing with the networking teams, and then you've got now cloud involved with that. So. Uh, you know, I think you're spot on. It's kind of what we do is kind of provide best practices on deployment. So again, how do you harden that infrastructure? How do you ensure that you have maintain uptime? What what's exciting is we can, you know, we've got partners that we've educated. It's an educational process. We, you yeah. know, we we train kind of on how to implement these products in the most like in a resilient way. But if you do it, I mean, what's brilliant about it is that you're ensuring uptime, and it's a bit, it's a it's a, I think it's a value position differentiator for our resellers because now you're bringing thought leadership into the best practices on resiliency. Mm. It's not just good enough to have an, you know, a next generation firewall or a WAF. It's how, no. do you, how, do you, how do you implement it properly? And, and, and this is one of the biggest things. Sorry, I just want to say. It's all right. But when you've actually got buying the box is the, the yeah. it's like minus one step. Mm -hmm. Getting to zero is getting the base configuration then it's applying all the rules, the policies, the different, you know, elements of every box. And because I think one of the biggest problems we've seen, and I think this is, you know, this is something that's not going away anytime soon, especially yeah. as technology gets more and more feature rich, is that you've essentially got a box that can do just about everything you need it to. But so many customers are only using a very small proportion right. of it. If you've got a piece of technology going, you'd Default. really benefit from this. Yeah. yeah, you'd really benefit from this, or, or you know, we've seen that you've got this problem, and people go, oh, I didn't even realize that. So I'll, I'll invest in turning this particular feature on. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I think if you if you, if you use some of our capabilities within our product at our application layer, um, if you start doing some creative things around. Um, 
you know, we can go in a whole discussion about GDPR, but I'm sure you're tired of talking about that today. We've had very, Joe, you know what? That's not, please do, because really? we've had, okay. we haven't had a huge amount of people talking about it today. Nope. Well, not this year. Mm. Not yet. Last year, it was yeah, absolutely yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's done now, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's done that marketing. Old hat. It's yeah, told yeah. you it's never done. It's ongoing. All right. Please. <laughs> But no, when you get into compliance things, you don't want also, uh, you want to uh, exploit the features of, of the kit that's in the network or that yeah. appliance, but also you want to make sure it's it's getting the traffic that it only needs to get as well. So that's where data masking and some of the other uh, payload removal or just sending only the traffic of interest to that because yeah. from a compliance audit perspective around or the GDPR or whatever, if someone comes in and goes, listen, the WAF is only getting web application traffic, it's sorted. And, and guess what? If it's only getting uh, web application traffic, what's brilliant about that, you can maximize the usage of that appliance. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So my question was going to be, um, yeah, what what does a what does a typical Pixia partner look like? Because to me, it sounds as though they get they get the real benefit of the value prop and and the portfolio across. You really do need to come from that mixed background of maybe DevOps, apps development and security and I kind of they typically tend to be separate I won't even say separate teams separate mm. businesses yeah. so yeah no, I'd be really interested to know what what a, par a typical partner looks like I think what I can answer is probably what typical partner looks like now and then what the future is going to be yeah so. answer that question that's <laughs> a better question yeah. <laughs> so I think so if I go now for sure it's it's the folks that are selling What's in the uh, what I would say in the aero portfolio today for sure around yeah. we've got loads of deployment scenarios with FireEye, RSA, Palo Alto, Checkpoint, F5. So, I mean, if, if those partners are selling the solutions today, uh, actually Riverbed as well. I mean, if those partners are selling the solutions today, ICSI is an ad. It's an, it's an additional benefit and yeah. oftentimes an upsell. So it's not uncommon for a security partner to increase their sale by 10% by just adding some thought leadership around deployment. Um, the future, <laughs> I think with cloud, it gets a bit more complicated. I think you start yeah. seeing a, some of the DevOps mm. folks, I think it's very disruptive. I mean, what we're doing with private and public cloud is, is completely changing the landscape a little bit. Um, so I do think those there's going to be a new set of partners that are come in. I mean, we've talked to DevOps type of companies uh, that want to look at maybe their application developers. I think the whole buying center yeah. changes with that. And, and that's still kind of an evolution, I think, in the channel. Yeah. Yeah, because that's going to be the next thing, isn't it? When you've got not just on-prem, you know, stuff that you can sort of get your head around, but you've got, you know, the, the cloud or virtual-based versions of that. But then one of the other things, and I'd be interested to know your opinion on this, is when you start to use some of the native services security platforms. Mm -hmm. So if you're using Office 365 or if you're using um, some of the sort of pre-integrated services in AWS or Azure or one of those big cloud platforms and you start to use their sort of integrated services, integrated security services, where do you where do you start and finish on that? Is that you know, the absolute future or is that? Yeah, I mean there's, I mean we're, we're getting some pretty significant traction on around Office 365 and particularly Skype for Business is, yeah. um, I mean we have a product um, solution set which is called Hawkeye, but it's again founded from that test to kind of ensure what's the performance of your Office 365 environment. So that's either, um, it's kind of uh, you know a monitoring solution that we have with that. Um, so it also, it can do tests and active, and active monitoring. Um, as we get into kind of the, the future, what we want to kind of do is make the 
invisible visible. So that traffic that's moving around in your virtual environment, we want to kind of set up that instance to where we're kind of that gateway to say maybe some of the other our tech alliances, we're kind of the visibility fabric for that yeah. as well. So that I think there's probably two elements too that we're, that we're looking on the cloud. Okay, so that, starts, that then starts to become sort of the future of valuable. valuable. And I must admit, what, one of the things we've always found is that our customers buy a long-term, they'll, they'll invest in technology now that they don't need in the future. They invest in a, a vendor now that they're taking 10% mm. today. Yeah. Right. But because they see the, the roadmap and the vision for, for actually where they need to be or where they need to go or where they're going over the next five years, that's a really, really powerful story and, and one that I think is, um, well, it feels quite unique in the market. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I, th I think the unique opportunity that we have being, I'd say, kind of a neutral vendor in a way because we can work with so many different technologies and co organizations, yeah. we provide kind of really valuable insight to our customers. I mean, that yeah. capability, to, and also to react quickly, right? Because if you're using our, our solutions, the whole idea is to reduce you know the the breach incident response time to give you better control of your you know your application performance and those kind of things I think that's continuing to drive our vision as we move forward yeah that's absolutely fantastic so mm -hmm. I mean I think that's uh, that's about everything we need to know about XE right now look thank you ever so much uh, for coming on I think it's been really really fascinating and it's a technology area where we don't have a competitor, and actually it's an incredibly uh, important thing that I think is probably often overlooked. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. No, uh, and uh, I think excited. as well with, with the collaboration piece and the, the alliance that you have, yeah. I think being able to take work that you do inside the labs with some of those vendors and then use that experience, use that suite of products and add that layered approach yep. out in the field, I think that's pretty strong. That's Absolutely. a pretty strong message. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank right. you very much. Cheers, thank you. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to this InfoSec Security Special. We're going to be back next week with more coverage from this fantastic event. Stay tuned and speak to you then.